Pause for thought and join in the barking with Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog. It is time for you to get your animal behaviour questions answered. Have you got a dog? And your dog just doesn't really, just does some strange things or has got some behaviour issues that you want to deal with. You can ask Darren all about them. 0800 844 747 is the number. Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. Good morning to you. Good morning, Mel. Is it nice and cold in Auckland like it is in, Ham- in Hamilton? Yeah, well, when I was last outside, which is about six o'clock this morning, yes, it did feel pretty cold. Um, as for now, well, don't know, I'm three co- cups, uh, cups of coffee deep and <laughs> I'm feeling no pain, so I could probably go out and I'd be in my T-shirt and be fine. But yeah, it's pretty nippy, that's for sure. Um, I decaffeinated coffee. Oh, no. See, I <laughs> fell off that wagon long ago. Oh. I'm on my... Third cup of really good um, MediaWorks coffee, but let's just keep that a secret because I'll I'll try and cut it down again next week. Won't be successful, but I'll try at the very least. Hey, so we're talking dogs and taking questions. Oh eight hundred eight four four seven four seven. One thing you wanted to talk about today is is getting two puppies or two dogs at the same time a good idea. Yeah, and I think if you do get two puppies or two dogs at the same time, and I think that caffeine intake has to go up even higher <laughs> to be able to cope with it, to be honest. Um, yeah, generally, there's a lot of um, hoo-ha about that sort of thing, and, and I've had quite a few clients recently that have, have sort of phoned me up because they've got two puppies, and, and they thought it was a great idea, and actually the realisation of it is it's really, really hard work. Um, now, most canine behaviourist dog trainers will recommend highly that you don't buy two dogs at the same time, just just because, you know, it's double the trouble, isn't it, really, if you think about it? Um, mm. And sometimes it's quite hard to set one dog in, let alone two. Um, I'm, I'm probably the exception to rule. We, we tend to buy dogs in twos, um, and... We buy them so that they have a friend, um, but also we've got the time, we've got the the, the, <clears throat> the amount of time to put the effort in that really needs to train. My wife's also a trainer, so she takes one dog, I take one dog. Right, so you are the exception though, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. And, and, and unless you're in that kind of category, I guess, please don't go there. <laughs> because what normally happens is... Um, they get left alone by themselves because you're probably full-time working and and even if you're not full-time working they're more likely to want to play with each other than they are with you so they build that bond really strongly together which is a great thing but um it it's normally done at the detriment of your own so the bond with you suffers really badly so then then things like lead walking recall all those kind of things they're just not going to not going to happen very quickly because they're more likely to want to play with each other mm. so what are some of the most common <coughs> reasons why people do get the two yeah. dogs at once yeah and and gosh um i should write a little book really about all these different things but um <laughs> one of the main ones i hear is we've got children and we want a puppy each and yeah, yeah, I can hear the sighs already, can't you? <laughs> so, I don't understand that reasoning, but anyway. No, but honestly, just just when you think that you've got that message out there, you, you hear it again and again and again. So first of all, a couple of things, right? Children are only puppies themselves, effectively, aren't they, in terms of mentality? So you're going to entrust the the upbringing of a of a small puppy, small child, to a small child. Right, ain't going to work because what happens normally the, the novelty factor wears off you know at the beginning oh it's my lovely puppy i do everything then the novelty factor wears off when you're out at five o'clock in the morning to take a dog to a toilet picking up their poo and that kind of stuff um some some reason kids don't like that i don't know i don't understand why do you <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> and, and then it gets exactly. left to mum and it normally gets left to poor mum unfortunately um, not always the case, but normally in my in my experience, and and then suddenly mum's got these two dogs that they've got that she's got to look after, as well um, as the kids, as well as the kids, exactly. Um, so it's a bit of a bit of a recipe for disaster, isn't it? So please, 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 if you're getting the puppies for your kids, get them for yourselves. 
<laughs> and then let the kids enjoy them. Mm. <laughs> good, good advice. So, so, so don't get them for the kids. Um, okay, so that sounds like pretty solid advice. But if you do somehow end up with two dogs or you've got two dogs already, I mean, what yeah. do you do then? Yeah, so so if you do get two dogs, there's a couple of things that you need to really think about doing. Um, first of all, um, I like to encourage people before you even get the dogs to enlist a trainer. Now, it sounds a bit of a strange thing because you haven't even got a dog and you're going to go and see a dog trainer. But dog trainers have got a wealth of knowledge about this exactly this situation. And what they can do is they can actually um, tell you the kind of things you need to set up in the house to make your life easier. Because cause when you've got two little toddlers running around with teeth, right, biting everything. You've got to manage your environment so well to make your life easier. So go and get, go and get a good dog trainer. You can go to the um, Association of Pet Dog Trainers. There's a, a list of all different force-free, and I do recommend force-free dog trainers, especially for puppies. Um, and you can go on there and you can find the local dog trainer and just have a word of them. A lot of these, a lot of dog trainers now with, with COVID-19 and everything are doing Zoom calls, and that's that orientation thing. Um, I certainly do an orientation session and then follow up with a couple of sessions to, to catch up and make sure the dogs are okay. So that's that's a definite sort of thing if you're going to get two dogs because you're going to need help and you need to know where to go to get it. Yep. Mm. Um, also, crate train them. <clears throat> so from the very time, crate train them. Get that from the very beginning. Helps with toilet training, but also... Um, it just gives them some space. And the, the biggest thing that you need to be thinking about when you've got two puppies is not allowing them to be together all the time because that's where it all goes wrong. That's where the separation anxiety between the two dogs becomes really bad. And the um, I don't have an owner kind of syndrome, I guess, mm. <laughs> because I'm more likely to run around and play with my mate. So get a crate, sleep them separately. I even feed them in the crates. We've we've got, I've got um, <clears throat> too many dogs, and um, there's lots of crates, and they all go in their crates when they eat. Um, it just takes away the stress of any problems. We've got rescue dogs, and there's a few sort of like resource guarding issues there from from the past. So it just takes away any of those problems. Um, doesn't develop anything. Just gives the puppy a nice place to be, really. So it's okay to actually feed them where you where they sleep as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we, we, we set up, um, with the puppies, we set up a, a pen system. So we have a pen and a crate. And, and that's where the puppies are generally um, when we can't cope with them. Because mm. otherwise you've got puppies in your feet, haven't you, all the time. And they're, they're always in the wrong place at the wrong time. You're stepping on them, especially if you've got a small little tiny one. A lot of chihuahuas get stepped on. Um, there's little tiny dogs, um, fox terriers. And then they get phobias of feet. I see that quite a bit, unfortunately. Oh, where people have stepped on. That's understandable as well. If you've got a question yeah. for Darren, three oh eight hundred eight four four seven four seven. That's the number to call. You can text in if you want as well. Three nine two zero. I just want to ask you quickly too. With getting the two dogs, do some breeders actually push that on you, saying you need to get two because they need to have, you know, they need to, you need to get two at once? Yeah, yeah. I've heard. I've had the conversation with a couple of clients over the years like that, and. Um, if your breeder starts to say, oh, it's so much better to get two puppies because then they've got a playmate and all those kind of things, yeah, um, just run for the hills, um, <laughs> literally run for the hills because that, that breeder's in it for the money. That's that's my opinion of that because yeah. any any quality breeder will strongly recommend you don't do that. And, in fact, um, we took on two puppies last year, Twinkle and Star, um, you some of the listeners may remember, and, again, experienced in doing that. But my breeder, when we asked for two quite blatantly said no and it took me about two or three weeks to convince her that we were um the ideal parents mm. to actually take on two dogs and and i was i was so impressed with her the fact that she turned around and said no even though she knew i was a dog trainer um i got a lot of respect for, for that very that very reason because um, it even as a dog trainer 
you still need the time, you still need to put the effort in. And she checked on us quite regularly to make sure we were still doing okay. Um, I love her to death. <laughs> oh, that's good, isn't it? So they actually go that step beyond. It's not like your dog's yeah. out of out of here and that's it, out of no. sight, out of mind. Well, a good, breeder, a good breeder wants to know what their dogs are up to when they get older. So the welfare of their dog from the second they leave the breeder is, is really important to them. Oh, that's really good to know. So, so, yeah. so going back to you've got the two at once, crate yeah. train them, make sure they know about the crates and sleeping separately. So you don't want them having them in a nice big puppy pile to sleep um well for the first week we we actually let them sleep together i have to admit because i think the changes for that puppy suddenly being ripped away from the family mm. the mum and all the other puppies is quite a bit so so having that sort of first week just to settle in but very quickly then we're we're separating them um, and we have we have this pen system like i was saying we have one crate at one end and one at the other so they sleep in the different crates but the opposite ends so we can still see each other but they're not waking up and playing all night so um, I don't know what, what it's like with young kids but it's nothing worse if your puppy's been playing all night and then they just wake you up pretty much all the time <laughs> and you've got no sleep. Yeah well so. you hear this I mean a lot of people don't expect that with dogs they think oh I've done children it won't be any, yeah. any, any more difficult with puppies but it can be I think it's worse. <laughs> it can be really bad it's quarter past nine on the Sunday Cafe and we're taking your calls if you've got any issues with your dog behaviour that you want answered 0800 844 747 because I've got Darren Rowe in our Hamilton studios, Mindfulness for Dogs and he knows his stuff so get those calls in now Now Darren we have a caller on the line Anna, good morning, you're on with Darren Good morning Anna Hi, how are you? Not too bad How can I help you today? Um, We've got an older dog he is nine years old Um, we're his third owners and we've had him for five years and we're um, thinking about getting a younger dog to as a companion dog, um, though we work at home all day, so we are around. But he yep. has a couple of behaviour issues. He spends a lot of time um, in his bed by himself. He doesn't um, come out and, you know, be with us. Right. And um, he has issues getting in the car uh, or coming down from the, his bed to go for a walk. Um, so right. he's got sort of anxiety issues as well. Okay. Um, what kind of dog is he? He is a Border Collie cross. Okay. Um, he's a, a, basically a heading dog. I was going to ask if he was a Border Collie. <laughs> Just the things you've been saying there. Um, have you had him checked out um, at the vets for arthritis or anything like that? Because something's um, just alarm bells are ringing in my head that. there that he might be in pain. Right. He doesn't... He, um, hasn't had any issues as far as we know. Um, okay. He has had a couple of shoulder strains, but the, when he's right. had his vet checkup, he's been fine. Yeah. Um, in, in my experience, when you bring another dog into the family, you, you're probably better off getting, um, especially an older dog like that with a border collie or a heading dog, you're probably getting off, probably better getting um, something of a similar breed um, because then they speak right. the same language and it just makes life a little bit easier. But um, <clears throat> that being said, any dog can really mix with any dog. Um, but the border collies, you know, they, they, all the, the sort of heading dogs, they like, they like to know that they've got someone that speaks their language <laughs> that makes sense because right. um, then then you're not going to have any sort of issues when you bring them together because they will they will do the same things basically yeah and um, they've got the same motivations and the same drives um, particularly that prey drive but um whether you get an older dog or a younger dog um me personally i like to bring a puppy into the family because then that puppy can start to understand the rules of the older dog um but i also then protect the older dog from the puppy because puppies are bullies as we know so you want to make sure that they're getting to know each other but not getting on nerve on on each other's nerves um probably um i wouldn't personally bring in a rescue dog with a nine-year-old 
especially if you've got behavioural right. issues or some potential behavioural issues with your older dog because you don't know if that's going to spark anything and again you don't know what the um the new rescue dog's going to be so i would probably go along the lines of a puppy if i were you maybe look at a border collie or something like that i was afraid to uh you were going to say that my husband wants a puppy and i want an older <laughs> dog because I've, I've, I've had children <laughs> yeah i mean if you there's nothing wrong with bringing an older dog in but you really need to you really need to know that older dog and the, the, the sort of personality to make sure they're going to gel and that makes perfect sense. What did you get one if you've had children? Thanks for your call, Anna. 0800 844 747. I've taken your questions about your dog's behaviour. Another caller on the line, Brendan. Morning to you. You're on with Darren. Good morning, Brendan. Yeah. Good morning, Darren. Hey, listen, just um, we've recently taken in a second dog. We've had um, our first dog, Travis, um, since he was a puppy, since eight weeks. Um, he was a runt of the litter. And. Um, just recently, since about April, we've taken in um, his sibling, Jess, um, through our Forever Homes um, down here. Um, and everything's been going pretty hunky-dory. And then in the last three weeks, we've had uh, two two Barneys that um, once they, they just won't uh, unlock off each other after um, right. when, when they're in this, this situation. Okay. Um, uh, first time, I, I had to pull them apart. And uh, it was quite; they were quite aggressive. And the second time round, it was a bucket of water was the only thing that they right. could use to separate. Okay. So yeah, just. So, so um, how old are they now? Uh, coming up two years. Just coming up two years. Um, two years Travis yeah. is de sexed, um, okay. and Jess is a, about to be very soon. Right. Okay. So she's not. So so you. I was going. That was one of my main questions. It's probably going to be due to the fact that he's been a bit amorous shall we say um more than likely and she's setting those rules and it's probably her that's sort of called her being locking on is that right yes yeah yeah so so i think probably the it's that sort of sexual chemistry going on there um which isn't being um reciprocated i would say also there might be um a situation where just just look at the triggers there might be some sort of resource that they're guarding so travis's um, bone might be there or his ball that that's his and he's had it there forever and she wants to take it so there's, there's all sorts of flashpoints there um it is a problem though isn't it and it's quite a quite a common problem when you bring a multi-dog you bring another dog into family we've just done exactly the same with um little uh, stella um who's a sibling yeah. thankfully at the moment we've got on um Star did do exactly the same and tried it on, and she told him very clearly not to uh, not to go there. Um, but she did it in a way that wasn't aggressive, so he kind of got the message. Um, <laughs> so, what what you, you you just need to need to build those bonds again. I would probably get her done as soon as you can because that's probably going to alleviate the problem. Not that it not that it's the answer to everything um, in terms of behavioural issues, but certainly it will alleviate the problem a little bit and take away that yep. sexual chemistry side of it. I think that's your major issue, to be honest. But just try and build the bonds with play together. Um, if you don't trust them together when you're not there, put them in a separate kennel, crate them or something like that, OK? Because the last thing you want is the fights when you're not there because it can, especially with girls, it can just keep going and going and going. So okay. yeah, take it very, very, um, very carefully. And always, if you've got aggression in your house, get a canine beha- uh, behaviourist in to help you because they can see 
because they can come and see it. They can maybe pick up all those triggers that are going to help you. I would really strongly, strongly recommend that. There you go, Brendan, and good yeah. luck. Good luck. 0800 844 747 is the number if you have a question for Darren Rowe. And you can text it as well if you like, 3920. But you're better if you call because then you can get through. There's so many texts that have come in. And we've <laughs> still got to finish off talking about two dogs at once. But let's just go to Amy's text. My son's black lab sometimes drags himself along on his stomach. Is, there, is this to scratch or is there some other reason? Um, I've seen that a few times with labs and they normally put their back legs right out um, almost dislocate the, the hip joints when I've seen it. Um, definitely a lab thing. Um, I, I suppose it could be fun. It, it might be sexual. I don't know. Um, it might have an itch. Um, <laughs> it's a, I don't think it's a behavioural issue. I think it's just a, an enjoyment factor. Normally we do it on the carpet, don't they? So there must be some sort of uh, tickling effect going on there. I'd say. <laughs> something's, something's, something's touching the right buttons. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Alex has texted in saying, have we got any tips for managing a sensitive little seven-year-old dog as we're shifting house? She's never been crated, so that's not an option. How do I make it as stress-free mm-hmm. as possible for her in our new home, which will be, you know, a little bit chaotic for a while? Yeah, well, the first thing I was going to say is make sure it's crate trained. Um, you can crate train a dog. Um, there's a, a wonderful um, woman called Susan Garrett that's got um, a, a course called Crate Training, um, Crate Games, and it could just makes crate training so much fun, so you might want to look her up. But I would do the crate training because that gives your dog somewhere comfortable, nice to be. Okay, when all the mayhem around them is going on, they've got somewhere they can go to chill out. So that would be my focus. Um, bar that, find a small room like the like the bed uh, bathroom that's not going to be affected by the move and have them in there. That would be my choice. Yeah, good luck or, or with that put, one. Put put them in a day uh, in a kennel for a few days. That's another option, yeah. isn't it? It is another option. Another text says, I've got two German Shepherd pups. Same litter. Uh, Disaster. Roaming was a big problem. The pound actually was great, suggested fixing the dogs, and within six months calmed considerably. As you mentioned, it came down to their bond with each other being stronger than that with (coughs) the master. Yeah, not sure about the master bit, but um, certainly being stronger um, with each other. And German Shepherds, you know, they like to have that, that sort of family around them, aren't they? So um, they're strong dogs as well, so you've really got to work hard and build those um, build those simple little games to build that, that focus on you, definitely. Mm. But, um, yeah, that's a tough one, German Shepherds. That's, that, that would be hard on Border Collies, I'd say. Yeah, probably would be. Another text says, my five-month-old puppy has started ripping the wallpaper off the walls. How can I stop this? ripping the wallpaper off the walls. Um, that tells me that he's probably a bit stressed out, um, maybe being left by himself, not being motivated enough. I would go back to playing, um, again, if you go back to a couple of the shows we talked about Tuggy, um, start getting that, that Tuggy play in there and, and motivating your dog in a way. More exercise maybe, might just, sounds like it's just getting bored, unless the wallpaper tastes really nice. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> you never <laughs> know, glue, do you? Maybe, maybe the glue. <laughs> so let's go, oh God, let's go back to the two dogs at once, uh, talking yeah. about that. So get a help from a trainer, yeah. a try and keep them in separate crates. What yeah. else do you need to do to make sure that if you've got two dogs coming into your house that you're, that, you know, everything works nicely for everybody? Yeah, so definitely, I'll kind of condense everything, but definitely make sure you train them separately and you play with them separately and you take them for walks separately, okay? And you train them together <laughs> and you play with them together and you take them for walks together. But I would be um, sort of weighting that more separately <clears throat> because um, dogs don't tend, the little young pups, they don't tend to um, focus very much when there's another puppy there. So we think we're doing training, but actually the dogs aren't taking anything. Um, when I, was, when I was, used to be a teacher, um, my mentor said to me one day that, um, you know, you do an hour of teaching, but how much learning do the kids do? Um, it's exactly the same with the, with the puppies. You might do a sort of 15 minutes of training, but the pups have only learned for 10 seconds. <laughs> Mm. So, so definitely do it separately. Then you get that focus. Lots of really high reward treats. And remember, 
every dog's different so different treats will work better for different dogs and different toys will work better for different um, for different dogs so definitely do that take them for ex um, exercise them totally separately if you can't um get a dog to walk to heel when they're by themselves you've got no chance of getting it when there's two of them because they'll be competing with each other to get their head get ahead of each other yep mm -hmm. so um so really work hard on that that knee walking from day one and building that positivity around your knee area um so the dog wants to be there that's a definite must and then bring them together when you feel that you can walk them together because um, otherwise you're just going to be dragged down the road. Okay, so just don't um, expect one uh, one puppy no. to teach the other one the, the right oh, tricks. No, they, they always teach them the bad habits. I don't know why. There's it's always funny that. things that puppies do and they always learn the bad ones. <laughs> yeah, isn't that just the way? Uh, we've just got another call on the phone, on the line now. Sally Ann, morning. You're on with Darren. Morning, Sally Ann. Oh, hello. Let me just turn the radio off because otherwise you'll get feedback. It was regarding the um, uh, d uh, dog scratching at the door. Okay, yeah. um, I've just listened to yours and it was how do you stop her how do you stop her scratching so is she scratching to go out or scratching to come in no scratching to come in has scratching to come in so so that's probably where you built that whole um sort of positive reward for being inside presuming she's an indoor dog and and they just can't yeah. necessarily deal with not being with you so it might be it might be a separation anxiety a little bit um but it might just be is it it's not a labrador by any chance is it no she's a rotty ah she's okay. a rotty cross with a lab oh, okay um the reason I ask that is because they're very sociable dogs and, and it's almost like prison when you separate them from their family. So the need to be yeah. with their family is more important than being without. Um, if, it was a, if it was like a herding dog, they'd be outside running around, wouldn't care so much. <clears throat> so, so it might just be that they desperately want to be with you um, and you probably need to make outside as valuable as inside. So maybe go outside and play games with them, um, build a sort of build that sort of play, that tuggy um, rewards, feed them outside, just to make outside as valuable as inside. That would probably be where I would go. Mm. There you go, Sally Ann. Good luck with that too. So just finally, before we go, Darren, uh, yep. with the two dogs at once, is there anything mm. else that you need to be thinking about? Right, so um, this is a big one. When you go, and, and obviously everyone with a puppy goes to puppy socialisation classes. We have some great ones in Cambridge. If you're, if you're in Cambridge, look us up. Um, but make sure you go to a separate one so don't take both of them to the same puppy preschool because what they'll do is they'll play with each other and they won't even interact with all the other dogs and that will just be a waste of time and this is That's the reason why you don't get two dogs at once because you'll yeah. end up being the one person having to take them both yeah exactly <laughs> and that will be on different days as well um and the other thing that um is a is a some people do it some people don't Puppies are expensive, okay? And people underestimate how expensive puppies are. One puppy is really expensive, so two puppies is double the price, isn't it? And we always take out insurance for our puppies. We don't necessarily continue with that as they get older, but often we do, depending on the dog. Um, but if one puppy gets ill, you can guarantee the other's going to get ill as well. So you've got double trouble and double bills for your vets. So insurance is probably a good idea, and there's many different sort of insurance companies out there that give you some good offers. Your breeder should give you um, 30 to 60 days um, free insurance with your puppy. If it's not, if they don't, they're not a good breeder. No, oh, these are all good things to know. Hey, Darren, thank you so much. Uh, no that's uh, helped a lot of people out, I think. And if anybody wants to find out more from you, mindfulnessfordogs.com, or they can go and follow you on Facebook. Certainly can, yeah. Fantastic stuff. Thank you and, once and again for joining us. No worries. And all of this information is on the blog, so you can go and find it on the website now. Oh, good. So no one has to take notes anymore. That's a good no. thing to know. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog, giving our canine friends a voice throughout the world. 
To find out more about what we do, visit our website at www.mindfulnessfordogs.com.